0: If you're looking for Pokemon-style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: I have a really special guest, who I'm actually kind of shell-shocked I even got him on the podcast. Bit of a fan moment, so to speak. (laughs) But I'd like to introduce you to 90s Kid for Life. How are you, bud? Doing great, Brandon. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here in the Pokémon Cave, uh, talk about all things Pokémon and nostalgia. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. Um, So... We'll start the podcast off uh, with just a a small introduction about yourself. If you want to tell people um, what you're all about, what you kind of do on social media, and how you've gotten to where you've gone.
1: Yeah, so I uh, you know I'm an '80s baby, '90s kid um, on multiple platforms now. Main one is TikTok and Instagram. Started dabbling in Twitch and Facebook a little bit, but you can find me under my handle '90s Kid. The number four, and then life spelled with a Y. It's been wild the the last ten months. I really just started my social media uh, at the beginning of the year, this year, and shocked kind of to see not only the following but the positive response from a lot of the the people that have found my page. So, you know, on TikTok. I've gotten more than 180,000 followers now. Instagram in the last month has grown by 50,000. I'm now at 56,000. Of course, now I'm expanding into to Facebook and hopefully Twitch soon. I only have so many hours in a day. <laughs> but, you know, my niche has always been, you know, the 90s, being an 80s baby growing up in the 90s, uh, which is relevant for us because, of course, Pokemon first came out in the 90s but with all the the nonsense going on in the world you know war crime inflation you know catastrophes people like myself just need an escape and so you know i've always found myself reverting to what makes me smile and it could be old nickelodeon shows or playing with old video games like my snes or my game boy and so i just thought hey if it, if it makes me smile this much, maybe other people are feeling the same way or need to escape and started the the different social media pages. And it's just it's mind blowing. I get I get messages every day about, you know, how much my posts brighten up people's lives, I have tons of screenshots about it. So it's just it's really cool that I'm not the only one that's trying to escape the world that we're living in now to revert back to, you know, a much simpler and better time, at least in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. I mean uh, I stumbled upon your uh Instagram first, I believe. Uh and then I started to watch your TikToks and everything. Uh I mean it's amazing to see how how far you've grown in such a little amount of time. Um, but that's the thing. It's you know, it's the nineties life. Everybody, whether you're a nineties kid or you're the quote unquote boomer, you know, you grew up in the nineties at some point in your life, whether it was early adulthood, child, whatever. And everybody has that nostalgia. And that's what really is amazing with you is the fact that you can bring back those amazing memories. There's so many times where my wife and I, uh, in fact, will sit here and go, holy crap, Like, do you remember these things? Like, we used to play with these things as kids. Even though we were at least a portion of time frame away from each other, we, you know, we didn't grow up together. But it was amazing to see her turn around and say, yeah, I remember that, that show or that toy. And I remember sitting here on the couch, uh, you know, every Saturday morning watching that TV show. And it's like, yeah, yeah, me too. I, you know, it's interesting how at the same amount of time, wherever we are in, in our province that we live in, we were doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And it just kind of brings you know, together. And that kind of goes into how I mean, it's, it's amazing to, to see what has evolved over the course of, from the 90s. I mean, you know, we're only talking 20 some odd years, almost 30 years in some cases. So things have changed in such a way, but the memories always hold true. Um, one of the things actually, uh, as my podcast is always is about, is Pokemon. And of course, like you mentioned, uh, the late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, early 2000s was the quote unquote boom of the Pokemon uh starting off with the early years of anime and the games um now i have a very fond memory of uh grabbing uh a ticket to go see the first pokemon movie in in theaters uh with my mom and my younger brother at the time and having that ancient mew pokemon card in my hand while sitting at the in the movie theater and watching that movie uh unfortunately only to turn around weeks later and I believe my best friend on the schoolyard peeled it in half, thinking it was a sticker and not an actual Pokemon card. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Agent Mew. Uh, I did eventually get an Agent Mew card back, um, but I had to wait till I was thirty years old, <laughs> unfortunately. But I did get my Agent Mew back, and it's thankfully in one piece and not peeled in half. Um, but what? Uh, where did you start off in your pokemon journey uh, or what do you remember fondly of the anime and and the games back then a good connection point to build
1: friendships with people you may have not interacted with I, I think you could probably remember this at least the united states you know parents had a negative view on pokemon there was news reports on tv there was articles in the newspaper about there's this craze it's taken over it's unhealthy and I just think it's so funny it came from such a negative view to now you see us millennials having kids, kids enjoying Pokemon, you being able to have connection points to your kids with old and new series. So I think it's just pretty cool, like you said, of where it started to where it is now. I, don't, I certainly don't keep up with Pokemon like I did you know, when I was younger. I think I probably fell off after Pokemon Emerald, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see how many people this one thing has brought together and how popular it's become. I don't think we would have ever thought it would have grown to this, you know, back when we first started into Pokemon. So it's just, it's amazing to see the evolution over the last 25 years. And, you know, over the last 25 years, my, my first game, I had Pokemon Blue um you know I, I wasn't even aware of what pokemon was i got it as a gift when uh i got home from a little league baseball game and i was immediately addicted you know i was going through AA batteries like crazy had my worm light you know sleeping with the, a night light on just so i could play the game more once i got addicted of course i was begging my parents for the cards once they came out and i I was one of the lucky few for whatever reason. My first pack—it wasn't a first edition; it was just a base starter pack. Uh, I
0: opened it up, and my the first hollow I ever had was a Charizard. My mind was blown. Holy crap! Um, <laughs> of course, it was all down. Yeah, it was,
1: of course, it was all downhill from there with my luck, but, uh, it, it was really fun. And, you know, I carried a binder around with me all the time of all of my hollow cards. All of my friends seem to have Pokemon cards. Uh, funny enough, I actually met a celebrity, someone from your neck of the woods, um, you know, two time Stanley cup winner, um, Patrick Waugh, we can get into that story later, but it was because <laughs> of Pokemon cards that I met, met him. And then, you know, like you said, you know, I, I remember the movie very vividly. I saw it as a matinee. I think I saw it at 11 a.m. when it was first eligible showing on that Friday. Got my ancient Mew and was just so addicted. Uh, The soundtrack was incredible. You know, seeing it on the big screen was great. And then, you know, the next movie came out with Lugia and then um, Entree, or however you pronounce his name. Um, (laughs) And of course, of course, you grew up. And you kind of fell off, but it's amazing how you kind of fell back in with how much it's gained popularity, especially since uh, the pandemic and, and how valuable Pokemon cars have become, especially the old starter and vintage pack. So it's it's a fun evolution to see from where we were kids to where things are now, especially with millennials having kids, you know, being able to have that connection point from our childhood to carry on to the next generation It's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I started off with uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and and Yellow uh, as a kid. I believe I got them as Christmas gifts um, one year. And like each respectable year, I believe. Um, And then we kind of went from there. But I remember getting base set packs every so often. Um, I don't think I ever had a Charizard. I wasn't that lucky. Uh, I did get a Venusaur and a Blastoise at one point. And we did some very, very sketchy trading on the schoolyard. Uh, you know, there was, thankfully, there was no, I'll trade you my ratata for your Charizard. Thank God people had some brain cells back then. Um, but we did some very, very interesting trades. You know, a couple commons for a hollow kind of thing that even then would not make sense. You know, it's just like, I think at one point, I think my friend traded... His Alkazam for four or five just standard comments. It's like back then, it's like okay, well, maybe maybe he didn't need that Kazam, but it's like looking back at it now as an adult, thinking, geez, do you know how much money you just traded away? Yeah, and, and speaking of trades, like I mentioned, you know, I was my
1: brother played competitive hockey growing up. He was actually a goalie. Um, he did play junior A's. He played semi-pro, so it was pretty cool. But we were growing up um competitive you know we were traveling all over the united states and we were in colorado um this was the late 90s of course the abs um were a pretty prominent team they just won the stanley cup and i'm in an ice rink while my brother's playing in a tournament I'm my pokemon binder there's this little kid there probably seven years old i think i'm 11 at the time and he had cards and he was looking through my uh, binder he's like you want to trade i'm like sure and then he you know, he picks a, a holographic card. I can't remember what it was. And he's like, I want that one. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to trade for it? And he has a bunch of Pokemon cards, and then he actually scrolls to the, the back of his binder where he has hockey cards, and he points to this card, uh, this one card, and he's like, uh, I'll trade you for this. I, you know, for me, I don't have sports cards really anymore. Um, and I'm like, I, I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want a hockey card. He's like, yeah, but I'll have my dad sign it. And then I looked at the <laughs> card and I was like, wait, that's Patrick. Wah. What do you mean you'll have your dad sign? It? He's like, my dad's Patrick. Wah. And I I thought he was full of crap. I'm like, no, he's not. You're lying. He's like, no, I'll come introduce you. Come come with me. And I was freaking out because I didn't know if this kid was telling the truth or whatnot. But he, I follow him, we go into the stands, apparently Patrick Waugh's son was in that same tournament, and he's sitting in the bleachers, I come up, and he introduced me, he's like, hey dad, uh, I want to trade cards with him, I said that you'd sign this card for him, and he's like, yeah, no problem, and I was I was awestruck, I was like, man, I the Avs championship goalie is literally right in front of me, and the only reason I had this experience was because I liked Pokémon. So it was it's wild. I mean it's just again talking about how connections happen in, in the experiences that you have. If I wasn't into Pokémon, I would have never met, you know, a two-time Stanley Cup goalie or you know, Olympic gold winning goalie. So it was it was just a cool experience but it's one I'll I'll never forget.
0: i mean, that's amazing. I mean, I I've, I've had the, the chances of meeting like Ty Domi and and stuff like that from the the Tron Maple Leafs, uh, The odd time, I mean, Taidomi, I believe, has a cottage not too far away from where uh, I live. So, occasionally, I'll see him actually even in our town. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, In fact, we just had actually uh, Mark Wahlberg here in our town. Because uh, he was looking at um, a gym that, that's in town that he has, I guess, sponsored or bought into it. Paid like a couple million dollars. Uh, to, to invest in this sports facility. Uh, I mean, he mistaken us for Muskoka, which is, you know, about an hour or two north of us. Uh, but, you know, it's a thought that counts, I guess. <laughs> I, I had some cool things signed by him from back in his days of being Marky Mark. So That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, so it was like, it was kind of cool, but this kind of goes into uh, also commercials back then versus now uh more specifically you know generalized things from what we grew up with as far as like pokemon commercials uh advertisements for mcdonald's and burger king uh i i just started looking back at some of the old pokemon commercials and they were actually pretty hilarious and they're actually a lot more in-depth than than what we have now i I'd, I'd much rather watch uh actually i posted it on instagram uh, the the old, uh, commercial for the Pokemon Game Boy games, where I believe it's the bus driver who loads all the Pokemon up on the the bus there and takes them to a, a crusher and ends up crushing the the Pokemon uh, into a theoretical Pokemon Game Boy game, which was kind of dark in a sense because like you're essentially, I mean, theoretically it looked like he was killing the Pokemon, but in hindsight. Trapping them theoretically in a game so that he could use them inside game. Like it's kind of odd.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have multiple commercials like that. That one, of course, was super dark and funny looking back on it. You know, rewatching them now on YouTube, it's hilarious. And, I, and if I remember that bus driver, it looked like Chris Farley. Rest <laughs> yeah. in peace. Uh, and then. Uh, you had, I mean, you had the, what was it, the Chef Boy R D or the SpaghettiOs, where you had the, the first-gen Pokemon running away from getting stabbed by a fork. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, of course, you had the, like, Pokedex commercial, which, you know, aired nonstop on WB on weekends when they were playing that, that anime lineup. Where you you know you have that kid in the Ash Ketchum suit referencing that Tiger Electronics Pokedex uh, to answer all of the questions. So, you know, I think there was. I remember Pokemon Snap commercials. Of course, you had the uh, the Smash Brothers commercials with the Pikachu. You're, I remember that vividly. But I don't. You know, it's funny. I don't even really see Pokemon commercials today. Yet there's so much exposure, and I think it's just how much social media has evolved, but, you know, I don't, I hardly watch any live TV. I don't, I don't, I haven't owned cable in years. All I do is, you know, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, and, and, uh, and Amazon. So I didn't even get the opportunity to see commercials unless it just shows up on an ad through Facebook or, or Instagram. It was just, you know, we were so glued to networks back then that they could, you know overwhelm us with advertising but yeah they kind of they've gone away from that and i think that's just because you know people don't watch live tv anymore unless unless they do it i mean canada is certainly different do you do you see a lot of commercials for for
0: pokemon well that's the thing so like i'm in the same boat as you i don't really watch a whole lot of live tv unless i'm out somewhere um or i'm at work you know we have uh bell tv at work but uh, I usually just I have, you know, YouTube, Amazon, Disney Plus for the kids and, and mostly for me, too, I guess. Uh, and then there's Netflix and and Crave and all that, uh, which is similar to uh, like an HBO Max um, down there or, or kind of like Hulu, essentially. But yeah, again, like I don't really see Pokemon commercials unless it's on YouTube and it'll be like a an ad, you know, advertising the new TCG or the new. Uh, game coming out or you know the um, the regionals you know they advertise the regionals and uh, uh, and the next version up and the championships constantly but that's it I mean I don't really see much uh, other than that Uh, and so I, I think it is kind of the same way you know unless you have live tv and you watch those children networks again I don't think you you would really see the advertisement for it, unless you were online. But going into commercials and, and whatnot, kind of gets into Burger King and McDonald's on how they used to have toys back when we were kids for Pokemon. Um, I more so vividly remember Burger King having their toy. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. In fact, quote unquote gold plated Pokeball, uh, uh, which oddly enough came out. They were doing that. And I think my Burger King at the time, it had those Pokemon or the Pokeballs that you could, I think you had to buy them separately. It didn't give them to you in uh, the kids' meal. I think it was a Jigglypuff too,
1: but of course, you know, I lost those as you get older. But I do still have the Charizard. I don't have the Pokeball that I came in, but I do still have the plate itself, which is pretty. Pretty cool. That was huge. I, I mean, I remember kids lo- lost their mind when that came up. It was even difficult to to find a Burger King that had them in stock. I think McDonald's, to your point, had some Pokemon stuff. I don't remember specifically what toys. I think they may have had small action figures, but yeah, definitely Burger King was the most prominent as as far as fast food chains here. Doing advertising for Pokemon, but that also went away. I think they'll, they stopped doing that after Pokemon 2000, after the Lugia movie. I don't remember them doing any more promos like that up until what was it, either end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 with the celebrations. You know, McDonald's really led the charge with those cards. People lost their minds trying to get the complete sets.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly. From the time that Pokemon toys first came out, and I believe, I think the only kind of cards that we actually got as a kid were those um, cardboard, well, I guess they're all kind of cardboard, aren't they? But uh, it was the kind of, like, makeshift Pokemon diagram with, like, I think it has some kind of information on the back. Uh, Oddly enough, I actually have every single one of these cards that came in the red and white bags. Um, I have a full binder of them on on separated. They're not separated at all. They're just in sheets, uh, and I have every single sheet that they made uh, in order, thankfully. I, I was a bit OCD when I got that off of eBay. The, the guy stuck them in, he stuck them in, like, not in order, so I had to sit there and make sure, A, that all the cards were there, and B, put them in order from sheet one all the way up to, I think, 25, there's think 20 or 25 sheets in there but that's the thing like we never ever got pokemon cards theoretically when we were kids whereas now mcdonald's uh i mean i don't i don't know if burger king still actually does pokemon toys uh again you know not having actual cable or or even satellite i i couldn't tell you if burger king is doing advertisement for pokemon toys uh at least up here um but mcdonald's is advertising constantly for pokemon and you know, get a kid's meal and you'll get a pack of cards. And this, now they're doing uh, what was it? Battle, battle match where you, you get, you get a card, but the card also goes with this little spinner thing. And it's like a one-on-one, one Pokemon versus one Pokemon period kind of battle. Uh, it's kind of cool, but I mean, my kids sort of play it, but they're more or less interested in collecting the cards. Um, Which is kind of odd because when we were kids, we were more interested in collecting the toys and not necessarily these cards that came with the toy. Uh, I I distinctly remember some of my friends actually taking the cards and chucking them in the garbage and then walking away with the Venusaur uh, pull trigger toy and all that stuff.
1: I mean, at the same time, you know, those those toys were loved, you know, they were played with, which is. At the heart of it, that's really what they're meant for. But I agree. I mean, you had the Pokedex. You had the plushies. Of course, you had the, the bouncy balls with the Pokemon on the inside. But, I, you know, I was, I was so addicted to the games. I know you mentioned it earlier. You know, I had red. Then I got blue. Then I got yellow. I have gold, um, silver. I think the most underrated Pokemon game was Pokemon Pinball um I loved that game. That game was super fun, or even the playing card game. I learned more on how to play with the cards through the Game Boy game than anything else. Of course, we didn't have the internet in the sense that we do nowadays to have tutorials and walkthroughs, but I even loved the Pokemon trading card game, which is such an oxymoron you you think about it. It's like, man, I'm playing a game where you're playing a game within a game. It's just it's funny to think back about that game itself but yeah it's uh, it's just it's the 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 exposure the the marketing you know the capitalistic nature that companies have now i i think they really are playing the nostalgia card very aggressively to, to generate business i think you know more adults bought happy meals with the the celebrations packs that came to mcdonald's i know they had more Pokemon cards released with McDonald's. And of course, you know, I just made a post to this as well. You know, McDonald's is coming back with the trick-or-treat buckets. Um, you know, and I posted a TikTok about it yesterday. Already has 700,000 views because people are losing their minds about, you know, something from their childhood that they vividly remember going trick-or-treating with. So I think it's going to be a continued trend. And I don't see, you know, Pokemon uh, as a company slowing down anytime soon especially when you have you know
0: youtubers like uh jake paul or was it jake uh paul, logan paul or logan logan paul logan paul when you have
1: youtubers like logan paul just oh. shoving in your face you know old packs or you have uh lionheart doing you know pack openings you know some of those big youtubers that just gets everybody super excited about you know what it used to be and you know bringing it back and and of course skyrocketing the the cost of all these these vintage toys or games or cards so it's just it's amazing to see how much of a popularity boost it's gotten just over the last two years
0: oh no doubt and and that's the thing like you post about like you said the trick-or-treating buckets now we we both know it's intended for kids but I mean, theoretically, how many kids are actually going to get these trick-or-treating buckets? It's it's going to be mom and dad who are going out and, and you know, here, guys, here's here's a kid's meal, or, you know, here's a kid's meal, and I'm going to go over here and, and buy this bucket, and it's going to go in my collection. Or, I mean, these, heaven forbid, the people who will buy a, a case of these freaking things just to turn around and flip them on eBay. Um, but you're right, you know, the the fact that, these things from our childhood, not only are they now collectible, but they're also ridiculously expensive. Um, like I, I mentioned, you know the uh, the red and white bags that you got with your kids' meal. I mean, they're they were fruit, well, quote unquote, free in a kids' meal. Uh, you know, a five dollar kids' meal, whatever. But now they're going for like twenty, thirty dollars a piece. I ended up I bought a, a box that had I think twenty or thirty of them all mixed up for almost six hundred dollars Canadian. Like it's it's insane what people are, are asking for items that you theoretically got, you know, when you look at it are like what, maybe a dollar, dollar fifty when you when you break down the cost of a kid's meal? So it's like it's insane to see what twenty years has done to our to what was once a just a, a kid's meal item to now it's being seen as a collectible. And, you know, no, you're not allowed to play with that kind of thing, uh, which is funny. When I bought those red and white bags, uh, there was a couple of them that were open. And, you know, my one friend who I was talking to, I said, oh, I said, some of these are open. You know, that's kind of cool. I can actually still, I can see the toy and maybe I'll put it up on my shelf. And she goes, well, don't you have kids? And I said, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have two I have two kids. I have a son and daughter. And she goes, well, if it's open, give it to them. Let them play with it. Let them do what you used to do. And I was so stupid not to think of that right off the bat. But it clicked. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Why Why should it sit on a shelf? Why not let my kids be who I was 30 years ago, 20 years ago kind of thing and let them enjoy what I used to do. And sure enough. Yeah. My son and daughter were clicking. Uh, I think one was, uh, they had the a Venusaur one from the movie where you put it on, click it and it shoots across the floor. Uh, they also had uh, two uh spinners with the, the little rubber ball on the bottom. And you, well, <laughs> so I had a rubber ball, but I had a plastic nub on it, which as a kid, I probably ran that thing across everything I could humanly think of. Now, as an adult, I watched my daughter run it across her kitchen island and it left a freaking mark on the kitchen island. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 we can't do that. And she goes, well, why? I said, freaking mark it made on my island. And it was actually my wife who pointed out, she goes, did your parents ever give you shit for making a mark on the the kitchen table or whatever, or, or on the coffee table? And I said, well, no. She goes, do we have products that can buff that out? And I said, well, y- yeah. She goes, well, then shut up and let them play. So I was like, okay. Oh, well, okay. So, you know, I sat there, cringed as hell. And, you know, here they are just sc- scuffing the living crap out of my island. And sure enough, they got they they were done playing and they wanted to go watch TV. And then my wife comes out, buffs it all, puts it away. And she goes there. She goes, look, your island's clean. The kids had their fun. No harm, no foul. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I I guess you're right.
1: (laughs) But again, it's just like, I mean, it's a learning curve, one, because, you know, you're a newer parent. But it's nice just seeing. The love and affection that goes into something that you can relate to because you remember how much happiness those toys or those cards, those games brought you as a kid. So passing it me down from generation to generation, at least, you know, when I have kids, I plan on doing the same exact thing. So it's it's just a cool thing and you get to see it in real time.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, and that's the great thing. It's you know, my daughter, she's more into Pokemon than than my son. He likes it, but he likes certain Pokemon. Whereas my daughter well, I get I guess my daughter likes certain Pokemon as well. She likes the evolutions mostly. But she'll sit there and she's collecting a lot of them. Uh and she'll open packs and try and collect sets. And you know, mind you, every two seconds she wants a different set. Uh and her, her idea for Christmas changes. You know, one minute she wants a Brilliant Stars booster box. The next minute she wants the Evolving Skies. The next minute she wants a much much older set and it's like well okay well you're you're not getting that and she'll go well why and it's like well because Santa doesn't have the time or resources to quote unquote build you a thousand dollar booster box to send meanwhile it's like I am I'm not dipping into the line of credit just because you want a thousand dollar x y booster set. No thank you. <laughs> Here's a here's yeah, a brilliant stairs, you know? You know, I
1: vividly remember in the 90s, we only had the big three. It was, you know, base set. I don't even remember first editions. I, I, I don't remember that being a specifically different pack. And then you had Jungle and Fossil, and that was pretty much it to round out the 90s. And now it seems like like the Pokemon, the, the card company, is just, they're, they're releasing a new different set, like every three months, every four months. I can't even keep up. Uh, uh, all the different packs that are available now and when we were kids it was it was so simple you just had three sets i mean jungle pack was my all-time favorite out of all the art designs because of Glareon and, and Vaporeon. but i know a lot of people have their their favorite cards but it's just crazy of how many different types of pokemon
0: cards there are now especially how many they're releasing every single year Oh, of course. And uh, on that note, we are going to end this podcast where we stand. Uh, I want to thank you again so, so much for joining me uh, tonight. I mean, uh, you listeners won't realize this, but uh, we started recording about two hours ago. You know, we we have about two hours of recording here uh, on a... 30 minute podcast due to so many audio technical problems. And uh, thankfully you guys, the listener won't have to deal with that. But uh, me in post editing will be ripping my hair out when I edit this. Uh, It's been challenging at best. um, But I mean, I wouldn't have picked anyone else to have this challenging night with uh, other than yourself. I mean, uh you are a huge inspiration, kind of a geek moment uh when I began talking to you and seeing your content. Uh and again to have you on the podcast is just beyond amazing. Uh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your evening to uh to join me.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks again. I'm looking forward to, to seeing your magic and to all the listeners. Uh, you know, continue to listen to the podcast, uh, continue loving Pokemon and have a great night.
0: And, of course, I will link down below in the description uh, all the ways that you can find 90s Kid for Life. And with that being said, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'll see you again next week. Take care.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.